Good morning. Oh, that was loud. Good morning. Thank you. Sixth grade students, right? Yeah, they're awesome. I have a sixth grade class. Yeah, they're, 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 they're a lot of fun. <laughs> Never thought I would say that as a high school teacher, but I do have a middle school class, and it, I was, they scared me to death, and they're awesome. So. <laughs> Uh, well, welcome. It was so good to hear everybody talking before the service. You know, that's one of the things that, that I just missed. Um, the time that we couldn't all get together, you know, when we first started this COVID stuff, you know, we're all afraid to, you know, to get too close to each other to speak. But it's just so good to have that fellowship time this morning uh, to everybody talking and catching up. And, and again, that's just a, just a blessing for me personally that I, get, that I can see that because that's one of the things that, that, um, that I, I really miss. And, and so glad to see that. So uh, welcome to New Life Church. Um, this morning we have the pleasure of, of Dave Dawson doing our sermon for us uh, this morning. Um, you know, coming, coming in for the announcements. You know, one of the things that I love from last week is, you know, this the question that Misty asked, you know, how can we as New Life Church just do a better job? And, 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 and that, I just love that. And, and so one of the things that I want to throw out there is make sure we continue to pray for one another. You know, we have people that... Uh, uh, just health concerns, and so really the, the COVID thing, we, we've really got to make sure that uh, they're staying healthy, so pray for them to stay healthy. Uh, people that have lost uh, loved ones, you know, just the grieving process is, is so different for everybody, and just they, they need our help, they need our prayers, they need our support, so continue to pray for them. Um, other people have lost their jobs uh, through this past, you know, 10 months, and again, so pray for people that, that God will just support them and, and get them through these tough times, whether it be jobs or whether it be you know, something else that they're struggling through. Just keep each other lifted up in prayer. Um, and again, uh, uh, we welcome everybody that's online. You know, what a great thing that we have technology uh, that we can uh, worship online together as a family of God. So, so let me pray this morning, and, and we will get going. Dear Heavenly Father, again, we just come to your house this morning, Lord, to praise and worship you, Lord. You just are so awesome, Lord. We just thank you for the grace that you give us, for the love that you have for us, Lord. We just, we just lift our voices to you now, Lord, and, and again, and just honor you, Lord, uh, for, the, for the loving God that you are, Lord. Just bless Dave's words this morning, Lord. May you speak through him the things that people of New Life Church need to hear, Lord. Open our hearts, open our ears, Lord, to hear the word of God. And in Jesus' name we pray, amen. Amen. Our call to worship this morning comes from Isaiah 40. You will have an opportunity to respond at the end with the phrase that is on the screen. So please stand and hear and respond to God's word. Do you not know? Have you not heard? The Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of the ends of the earth. He will not grow tired or weary, and his understanding no one can fathom. He gives strength to the weary and increases the power of the weak. Even youths grow tired and weary, and young men stumble and fall. But those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not be faint. Those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. Strength will rise as we wait upon the Lord. We will wait upon the Lord. We will wait upon the Lord. Strength will rise as we wait upon the Lord. We will wait upon the Lord. We will wait upon the Lord. Strength will rise as we wait upon the Lord. 
First Peter, and each week we are not only reading Peter's words to us, we are also reading about Peter from other books of the New Testament. Our hope is that we will be encouraged as we see God's transforming work in Peter's life, how he went from fisherman to apostle. And last week we read the account of Jesus calling Peter to be his disciple, a fisher of men. This week, we jump to the end of Jesus' earthly ministry and read about an encounter that Peter and the disciples had with Jesus after his resurrection. Hear God's word from Luke chapter 24, verses 36 through 49. Jesus himself stood among them and said to them, Peace be with you. The disciples were startled and frightened, thinking they saw a ghost. Jesus said to them, Why are you troubled? Why do such doubts rise in your minds? Look at my hands and my feet. It is I, myself. Touch me and see. A ghost does not have flesh and bones, as you see I have. When he, sat, when he had said this, he showed them his hands and his feet. And while they still did not believe it because of joy and amazement, he asked them, Do you have anything to eat? They gave him a piece of broiled fish, and he took it and ate in their presence. He said to them, This is what I told you while I was still with you. Everything must be fulfilled. 
that is written about me in the law of Moses, the prophets, and the Psalms. Then he opened their minds so they could understand the scriptures. He told them, this is what is written. The Christ will suffer and rise from the dead on the third day, and repentance and forgiveness of sins will be preached in his name to all nations, beginning in Jerusalem. You are witnesses of these things. I am going to send you what my Father has promised. But stay in the city until you have been clothed with power from on high. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. I am going to send you what my Father has promised, the promised Holy Spirit. As we um, prepare our hearts for confession, we ask that the Lord would pour his Spirit out on us in fear when we ask why, and when we praise his name. So please stand and join us in singing.
this morning. Wondrous God, we confess that at times our doubts and fears override our hope and faith. Forgive us when we lose sight of the joy of your love and instead fall into despair and gloom. Lift up our spirits, Lord. Help us to remember the promise of new life here and now, not just the hope of resurrection for the future. We give thanks for your Son, Jesus Christ, who continues to offer us new life, who continues to turn us around and upside down, who continues to break down the walls of death in our own life. In the quiet of this moment, help us confess to you our sins and shortcomings. Lord, please pour your spirit out. Forgive us. Restore us. Renew us. May we receive more fully each day the gift of new life that you offer. In the name of our risen Savior, Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. People of God, redeemed by him into a living hope, please stand and hear these words of assurance from Romans chapter 8. 
If the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, he who raised Christ Jesus from the dead will also give you life to your mortal bodies through his spirit who dwells in you. And all God's people say, Amen. Amen. Risen from the dead, we are one with him again. 
dead we are one with him again come awake come awake come and rise up from the grave please be seated Please pray with me. Oh, mine's so consistent. <laughs> Father God, Christ our Savior, Holy Spirit, you are sovereign over all. You have planted eternity in our hearts, but even so, we cannot see the whole scope of your work from beginning to end. Lord, every day when we rise, Create in us a pure heart. O oh God, renew a steadfast spirit within us. Restore in us daily the joy of salvation, perfect love, and praise for you, as you have always intended for us, removing doubts and fears that cause afflictions. Lord, we witness the evidence of your love within our New Life Church body. It brings reassurance of our intimate knowledge of you, Lord. We trust you completely with our lives. And we thank you for your sovereignty. Lord, we ask that you continue your great care for our church body. Those experiencing grief after having lost their loved ones. We ask for the healing for all that are dealing with terminal illnesses, autoimmune illnesses, and all who are afflicted with varying stages of COVID-19. Dear Lord, please place your healing power on all of our afflictions. We pray that you work in the hearts of all of our leaders, especially in our country now, as we suffer enormous political unrest. Help us look to you first every day, Lord, that we may shine your love and peace on people who do not know you. Father God, we ask you to keep Matt Kennedy with a steadfast spirit as he works to spread the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. And we lift up the Hewitts in Germany as they multiply their faith in Jesus Christ. Holy Spirit, as New Life Church Council is deeply devoted to praying intentionally, devoted to spend every, every day, spend more time in prayer, praying for each of all the members of our church body. Holy Spirit, help us pray. Help our church body pray. We need you to intercede with us, for us. Lord, thank you for your good work and all the people that you have put in place to carry us through this pandemic and all that you have created in them, the capacity to make, the, make available a vaccine for COVID-19. 
we know that you continue and finish your work. We are grateful in this ever-changing chaos that you remain truly incorruptible. We thank you for all that you have provided to get us through this last year. We trust your sovereignty in this new year and all time until you return. We pray for all of this in the name of our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Good to be with all of you this morning. And I am excited to bring God's Word to you this morning, uh, partly because it's an exciting, very exciting passage. I, it, it struck me the, this uh, doxology of praise that Peter burst into after those first two verses and uh, we'll be looking at that. And then we realize that what he said afterwards isn't just some peripheral statement or parenthetical thought, but it actually sheds a great deal of light on this doxology, and we'll see uh, why that's so exciting in just a moment. But we want to read this uh, first, and, uh, and then we'll get into it. Would you pray with me? Father, open our hearts this morning to your word that we receive them as you intend, that they would be used by your spirit to transform our lives in such a way that you are glorified in us. We pray this in Jesus' name, amen. I don't know why I still have this on. I'm kind of muffled. Oh, now I can hear myself. <laughs> All right. We get used to these. They almost become a part of our body, I think. <clears throat> First Peter chapter 1, verses 3 through 12. Speaking of our living hope ties right in with all the songs we've been singing about the resurrection of Jesus Christ, a huge feature, uh, a theme that seems to go all the way through uh, Peter's uh, preaching, if you go back and take a look at his sermons. Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. In His great mercy, He has given us new birth into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead and into an inheritance that can never perish, spoil, or fade, kept in heaven for you, who through faith are shielded by God's power until the coming of the salvation that is ready to be revealed in the last time. In this you greatly rejoice, though now for a little while you may have had to suffer grief in all kinds of trials. These have come to you so that your faith of greater worth than gold, 
which perishes, even though refined by fire, may be proved genuine and may result in praise, glory, and honor when Jesus Christ is revealed. Though you have not seen Him, you love Him. And even though you do not see Him now, you believe in Him and are filled with an inexpressible and glorious joy. For you are receiving the goal of your faith, the salvation of your souls. Concerning this salvation, the prophets who spoke of the grace that was to come to you searched intently and with the greatest care trying to find out the time and the circumstances to which the Spirit of Christ in them was pointing when He predicted the sufferings of Christ and the glories that would follow. It was revealed to them that they were not serving themselves but you when they spoke of the things that have now been revealed to you, have been told to you by those who have preached the gospel to you by the Holy Spirit sent from heaven, even angels long to look into these things. Now imagine with me, try to imagine with me, it's kind of hard to imagine something that you don't really is beyond our comprehension, but try anyhow to imagine for a moment. Imagine for a moment the indescribable magnificence of the glories of heaven and the thrill of being a constant part of the worship of God on His throne. And imagine all seeing from the beginning of time all of creation, the entire universe, and having access to all these things, everything that is out there, and the glories of heaven, and you have all that to contemplate and to think about and to experience. So why, starting at the end here and working back, so why, with all of that to amaze them, would the angels be caught up in this story of our salvation so that it grabs their attention and just will not let go. What is it that Peter is telling us that brings such excitement to the angels and such excitement to to also those, uh, those prophets before that they would also look into this and wonder, what, where is this going? And that it ought to also excite us so as to stir us to lives of joy and not of complaint and not of worry and not of, of, uh, you know, just, oh, woe is me, but but of joy and anticipation and courage in the face of our struggles, in the face of our griefs and loss and the unthinkable trials, rather than thinking, Will 2021 be better or worse than 2020? No, instead, lives of joy, anticipation, courage, and hope, a living hope. And what is it about this salvation that drove the prophets to search intently and with the greatest care, as he describes, trying to figure out the details of the gospel message as it goes forward and unfolds. 
Peter is presenting a picture here for us of the vastness and the greatness of our salvation because he wants us to see the depth, the very depth of it in such a way that it gives us, as he said at the very beginning, a living hope. This is a living hope that produces perseverance through trial because it provides a way, excuse me, it proves our faith to be solid and secure and real. And it is a living hope because it is anchored in the mercy of the living God. It is anchored in the mercy of the living God who is unchangeable, who is infinite in that mercy because He is infinite in His nature. And when he shows mercy, he is just being himself. That's our God. He is our God who has begotten us again to a life through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. We live in hope because he lives. Looking back through all of Peter's sermons in the book of Acts, he was proclaiming the resurrection of Jesus Christ all the time. That theme was always his priority. That theme was always his priority, the resurrection of Jesus Christ. You see, the death of Christ assures us that our sins are forgiven. But the resurrection of Jesus Christ assures us that we have eternal life in Him. Our living hope rests in the living Christ, and we are joined to Him in His resurrection. And we were reminded of that every time that we take the Lord's Supper and when we see baptism. And because of God's mercy, we also have been born again into an eternal, irrevocable inheritance that Peter describes as something that can never perish, spoil or fade. Keep these words in mind. We'll look at that again. And it is reserved and it is secure in heaven, untouchable. More in this package of the living hope is God's power. God's power that guards us and guards our faith all the way to the end of this journey so that the salvation we already have is guaranteed, it's a sure thing to be realized in all its fullness. And so we have in our salvation the already but the not yet. We have that salvation, but there is more to it that we still have not grasped the fullness of that. So we rejoice in the meantime Instead of complaining, we rejoice in the meantime because we know that there is more grace to come. Even our trials and the suffering and the suffering have a very significant part to play in God's purposes for it for us. Nothing, absolutely nothing takes God by surprise. None of it takes God by surprise, and nothing can ever hinder or frustrate God's good plan for us. In fact, it makes all the better 
and all the more glorious what, we, uh, what we'll see in a moment. It makes it all the more glorious what God is doing because of all the things that He takes us through in His sovereign grace. In the process, along the way, our faith eventually produces an irresistible love for God that brings a satisfying joy that all the more sustains us in that living hope. It's an irresistible love for God that brings satisfying joy that all the more sustains us in that living hope. as we persevere. Now here is where it really gets exciting. And I didn't, this didn't even occur to me until about Friday morning <laughs> as I was studying this and then it took a whole new turn. It's like, wow. It opened it up, realizing why he said what he did after this doxology. There was all one sentence from verse, so Paul's not the only one that has long sentences. <laughs> <laughs> from verse in the Greek, from verse 3 to verse 9 is all one sentence. And it was because he just, he just got on a roll. And here's part of it. Verse 7. And this is really significant. And this is what I want to focus on from here out. And these have come so that your faith, he's speaking of the trials here. He's speaking of these, these trials that we're already experiencing and there's more to come. These have come so that your faith of greater worth than gold, which perishes even though refined by fire, may be proved genuine and may result in praise, glory, and honor when Jesus Christ is revealed. If we step back and we view this message of living hope in the midst of our daily trials of suffering and our loss from the perspective of both the prophets and the angels that Peter brings up in this, we will truly be amazed all the more at the wisdom and the mercy and the sovereign grace of God and better understand His purposes in these trials and in this trying time with us all sitting here wearing masks. <laughs> in Genesis... Going back to the beginning. In Genesis where Moses spoke of the beginning, he was giving the non-repeatable backstory. It's all in the beginning. And we leave it there. It's unrepeatable. Our beginning starts with God making us in His own image after creating everything else. God also rested in the beginning. And then the fall. Then the unfolding story of redemption, moving forward with God always at work ever since. That was all beginning. God made us in His image to reflect His own glory. But that reflection became spoiled, faded, and perishable. 
And there is no going back to the beginning is history. But the living hope, the living hope of what we have to look forward to will never perish, spoil, or fade like what was at the beginning any more than our inheritance that will never perish, spoil, or fade. It's eternal. Now, describing the genuine proof of our faith in terms of the refining of gold makes something very clear about the outcome that God intended all along when He made us in His own image. What's really amazing is that the praise, the glory, and the honor when Jesus Christ is revealed will be ours. When God sees His own reflection perfectly in us as He had planned all along, when the journey will be complete and the trials and the patients have done their work. The praise, the glory, and the honor when Jesus Christ is revealed will be ours. When God sees His own reflection perfectly in us as He had planned all along. When the journey will be complete and the trials and the patients have done their work. God's plan was never to restore the image that he made in the beginning. That was the beginning. But to bring new life into it, you see, there's a huge difference. To bring new life into it and to refine it. To refine it better than gold. With a greater brilliance than anything else that you can imagine. That was his intention all along. That is his intention in allowing all these trials. Every part of his plan is a redeeming and a transforming work in us and all of creation. And part of that living hope is that God is still at work in us finishing what he started. And He always does. And will never fail. That's who God is. What happened in the beginning will never even have the possibility of happening again. No more fall. No more misery. No more death. No more decay. Only the outcome of total rebirth and complete refining into images that shine brighter than gold, perfectly reflecting the glory of God our Father. That is our living hope. Job expressed this same assurance of the living hope in the transforming grace of God when he said this. This is something worth memorizing if you haven't done so. He knows the way that I take. And when he has tried me, 
I shall come forth as gold. Let's pray. Lord, that, let that be our assurance. Let that be our hope, a hope that rests in you, your mercy, and life, the life of your Son that you raised from the dead. Lord, give us that courage that perseverance that flows from that hope that we would push through this crazy roller coaster ride of this life and come out bringing glory to you. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Our response song this morning is called Living Hope. Seems fitting. Um, it is a new song, so please join in singing as you feel comfortable. Please stand. How great the chasm that lay between us, how high the mountain I could not climb. In desperation, I turned to heaven and spoke your name into the then through the darkness your loving kindness tore through the shadows of my soul the work is finished the end is written jesus christ my living hope Who could imagine so great a mercy? What heart could fathom such boundless grace? The God of ages stepped down from glory to wear my sin and bear my shame. The cross has spoken. Jesus Christ, my
this blessing from the Lord. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in Him, so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. Amen.